Hey, it's Against All Odds presented by FanDuel. Two new champions are about to be crowned. And with FanDuel, you could bet right up until the victory parades. Right now, you could check out the new and improved Parlay Hub filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, get in the action after the games have already started with live same-game parlays. Are you kidding me? Yes. They're available for every NBA and NHL game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 or older and 18 or older in D.C. and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. in this disaster of a show and joining me as always my wizards of wagering my gurus of gambling my barons of betting my overlords of the odds the d3 harry brother bright darren the parlay kid what's happening fellas what's going on sal what's up sal what's going on buddy well listen we have our ncaa men's preview today uh, the things tipped off harry you said there's like 50 games <laughs> we're recording this on monday Yep. Already, Hofstra already won. I think they're ranked. I'm not sure how that works now. They uh, they they blew out their opponent, but we're going to have a preview. We're going to go over a bunch of stuff. NCAA champs, our final four, best value team, uh, conference champs, best bets, the Wooden Award winner. We couldn't do it without my next guest and my partner in crime every Tuesday morning on Through the Ringer until basketball really heats up and then I become irrelevant. Uh, they'll get someone else. <laughs> he just signed... An NIL deal with Bojangles, despite being a decade removed from college, Master Tate Frazier is with us. What's happening, Tate? It's great to be back. Uh, anytime I hear yeah, that Tate. intro uh, with Brother brother Bry ending it with what's going on, buddy, I just get fired up. It just uh, <laughs> something in my soul. It's just like chicken soup, uh, you know, for the soul or something. But it's uh, great to be back. Great to talk about college basketball. We got the Spalding Pelicans and IUPUI kicking it off. So it's a, you know, a heavy hitters <laughs> list of games. So uh, we got a lot to talk about, fellas. I'm excited to be here. I, uh, I, I don't believe that you're excited because you just did two hours of your own podcast, one shining <laughs> podcast, right? Where yeah. can people hear that? 
you you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or as they as they used to say back in the day, wherever nice. you get your podcast. But it's better to listen on Spotify, I think, for all of us. So uh, I like what you said. Spa- right. Powered by Spotify. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that line from powered. you. Powered makes by it, Spotify. Yeah, it more, yeah. sounds sound good. More important. I mean, listen, we we could have had instead of you, we could have had Jim Beheim, but that's who Harry was uh, rooting for. But we Sorry, Harry. had Bob Huggins. Mm. Um, you know, these guys have nothing to do, but both a couple of bums. Oh, wow. Out of the gate, out of the gate. Uh, Tate, let's start off. I know you're very excited because it was a week ago when top high school recruit Cooper flag committed to Duke. So congrats on that. Um, oh no, wait, you, you hated that, right? No, I actually kind of loved it because, uh, really? he does look the part. I mean, I almost feel yeah. bad for him because he got typecast, you know what I mean? I feel bad, but like <laughs> at, at some point, like, uh, you know, when you need someone to, to step in, right. When, when Quentin Tarantino is like, I need someone to kind of be a badass in this role. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'll call Leo DiCaprio. Right. I mean, it's like, Duke's <laughs> like, we need someone to be the face of the program. They call the kid from Maine, uh, who's six foot nine. And his mom looked up, uh, to Christian Leitner and, when he went on the visit, his mom had a Christian Leitner jersey on and was like pointing at the back of it. And as soon as I saw yeah. that picture, that cursed image, I said to myself, this kid is perfect for Duke. <laughs> I'm happy for the the whole Duke family. And uh, the tradition keeps rolling. So congratulations to John oh, Shire. Yeah. Cooper Flag is a Duke player. That's a Duke mm-hmm. name. He's going to step on someone's chest. He's oh, gonna, how many sure. chests is he going to step <laughs> he, on? He's, uh, I think the line is, is like three and a half on chest stepped okay. on, and then about nine and a half of trips. You know what I mean? So a lot of trips on the way. So it'll be good. Grayson like Allen it. said he loves his game, so it'll be good. But uh, so honestly, you're obviously a Tar Heel fan. And so you guys, you lost out on this, even though now you're making it like it's fine. But what was the greatest get that you remember where the Tar Heels got someone over? uh, It was a choice between Duke and UNC and you got him. You're like, yes, we stole him from Duke. What was the bet? Like not Michael Jordan, but. In your, like, let's say in the last 15 years or so. Yeah, the best one is, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. 2009, North Carolina had just absolutely just just dominated their way to a national championship in March into April. Um, I think they won by an average of 16 points per game. The closest game was an LSU game in the second round. But Ty Laws and Tyler Hansrow, they dominate to a national championship. Duke is irrelevant. Tyler Hansrow has won four straight in Cameron Indoor. Um, it looks like Duke basketball is basically dead to rights. And then the number one player in the country is a guy by the name of Harrison Barnes. And all you heard about mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes was he's going to go to Duke. He loves Duke. He fits the Duke image. He he loves the academics behind Duke. He If he could, he would go to an Ivy League school. And North Carolina, you know, on top of the world, a basketball powerhouse, Roy Williams, second national championship. There was all this scuttlebutt that maybe Harrison wants to play with a true point guard uh, instead of someone like Kyrie Irving, who was going to go play at Duke at the time, a scoring point guard. And there was a Skype call that day. My brother actually was an intern for the radio station. So he was covering uh, Durham. He was covering Duke, like, you know, for the Harrison Mm -hmm. Barnes commitment. And uh, Coach K was waiting for the Skype. Um, All these uh, Iowa City, like Ames, Iowa, they're waiting for uh, the Skype. Iowa City, everyone in Iowa thought he might go to Iowa or Iowa State, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, the Skype comes in. There's a little bit of a frozen moment. Coach K thinks that the Skype is broken. So he starts yelling at everyone in the Duke (laughs) office, like, why the hell is the Mm. Skype broken? I'm going to murder someone. Um, And then Harrison Barnes, uh, you know, the Skype screen opens 
opens up and it's actually Roy Williams on the other side. And he accepts number one player in the country to go play for North Carolina. Wow. And everyone goes crazy. Coach K, by all reports, apparently threw a chair. Very Bob Knight of him. Um, rest yeah. in peace to Bob Knight. He threw a chair in reaction to Harrison Barnes. And Carolina fans said, not only do we win the national championship, we stole their number one recruit. We're on top of the world, yada, yada, yada. And um, <laughs> that, that, this is how things turn. It. Well, this is how things turn in the rivalry, though, right? Uh, insert four months later, Brian Zubek illegally screens his way to a national championship. Duke's, oh. Duke wins the 2010 national championship. North Carolina goes to the NIT that year, and the rivalry gets, you know, everything kind of just reverts back and, and kind of gets re um, you know reconfigured every single time you feel like it's over. So, uh, but that Barnes, was a big moment. That yeah. was a big moment, yeah. And uh, it didn't work out well, but, uh, I mean, it could have worked out better, <laughs> I guess I should say. But at the time, it felt like we were on top of the world. Number two might be you ruining Coach K's um, oh. yeah, retirement night. That had yeah, to be, that, yeah, that, that's, that that's probably going to live with me for the rest of my life. That's why yeah. I don't even get upset about Duke things. Like when uh, someone brings up Coach K to me, I just laugh to myself. I, I you know, yeah. it's just funny. You got it, you the know, last laugh. Yeah, just just nice yeah. little laugh. My cousin Vinny that's, said us. That's how the parlay kid and I feel about Tom <laughs> Brady. Like we ruined that guy's career. He mm -hmm. might have gone another dozen years if we didn't uh, beat the crap out of him in the Tampa Bay Bucks in the right. playoffs uh, yeah. last year, right? So, exactly. You know, it, it goes gets swept under the rug, but that really <laughs> is the case. All right, Tate, you were on March Madness. You came on with us. You gave us six bets. And five of them were done by, I think, the first Friday. It was miserable. <laughs> but, but you did have Miami to make the final four at 15 to one. So this guy, you know what you're talking about, right? Mm, yeah. If I get one for six, I think uh, that's a good number <laughs> for me. Um, no, I mean, the funniest part about March Madness is I, I move ships. I get back to the Bill Simmons universe. I come on with you guys. I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. this expert. And, uh, you know, I picked Arizona to win the national championship. And <laughs> as soon as I get done, I, I come out and Bill Simmons is there and he asked me about it. I'm like, yeah, I think Arizona's going to win it this year. I saw him in Maui. They're so talented. Best front court in the country. He's like, I don't know. I like Princeton in that game. <laughs> and he just like walks out. Guy hasn't watched a second of college basketball. And then, yeah. and then, and then Princeton, Princeton beats him in the first round. And he just texts me, ooh, tough pick. You know, so that was, uh, that was my return well, back to uh, the, this universe. Let me just say, and I defend the NCAA tournament as, as much as anyone, I think. And it didn't take long before everybody being like, oh, you see these college kids. It's one and done. This is why it's such a coin flip. Everybody, this is why we have six seeds all over the place in the grade eight. Uh, well, it was like a month later. We had the, you know, the Bucks lost uh, best of seven to the Heat. Like, right. you, you, we're not getting, aside from the Super Bowl, the World Series this year, it's all coin flip. It really is. So you either like the tournament or you don't. I like it. I don't know. Polly kid, right? Like uh, people calm down. Like this is, there's no, there's no great system. At least we know this is one and done. And there's the, you know, there's no excuse for the bucks to lose to the heat. Um, you know, Purdue could have an off day in the first round, right? It's the best thing going. So love it. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Who cares? It's good that it's random. That's, that's the best part about it. Yeah. So UConn cut down the nets, Tate, in, mm -hmm. in April. Um, I don't know that this is news to you, but no one saw it coming. <laughs> they demolished everyone, including uh, San Diego State in the final 76-59. Let's talk about the offseason movement before we get to our picks. There's a lot of offseason movement in the Big East, speaking of UConn. Uh, Bayheim gone. Rick Pitino in at St. John's, even though Mike Anderson is suing. Ed Cooley <laughs> leaves, Pro leaves Providence for Georgetown. 
what am I missing? Or what, what's the biggest out of those that I named? What's the, what stands out to you as like, Oh, this could really make an impact shaking things up. In that well, I, th- I think Rick Pitino is the big one just because he gets eyeballs, right? I mean, they had sports center, you know, in Queens, New York, which is ridiculous. Like they're covering Rick Bar- or Rick Pitino at practice, right? As he talks about, you know, how much he loves the game and how much this is a lifestyle. I mean, you're not going to get St. John's practice tape, you know, on sports center without someone like Rick Pitino. So I think he's really good for the sport. Um, he got blackballed once upon a time. He went to Greece. He paid his penance, comes back that all the FBI stuff was actually a really egregious overreaction. So he pretty much got a black mark on his career for no reason. Not to say that he didn't have, um, you know, his missteps at Louisville with the, you know, the Italian restaurant and the stripper, you know, there mm. was other things that happened, of course, but I think at St. John's, he can be a, a good face for New York basketball. New Jersey basketball is in a great place right now. Uh, we saw it with St. Peter's last year when they made their run. Seton Hall's got Shaheen Holloway. He's a star. I mentioned Mitch Henderson and Princeton. They're a really good basketball team. Steve Peichel at Rutgers. So the Northeast hmm. in general, there's a lot of good basketball talent, a lot of good basketball storylines. So I, I like the, the Northeast. And I also think that Syracuse is a, is a real big question mark, right? What is Red Autry, who I think he's going by Adrian Autry. I think he's not going to cut out yeah. the red, but I think red is actually good basketball name, strong name. So I, I'm going to call him Red Autry. I want to see what it looks like. He says they're going to run man. He says they're, they're going to be a very up-tempo team. He's got some talent. JJ Starling comes in from Notre Dame. So he's got pieces uh-huh. there. They're they're a, a very confounding team to everyone in the ACC. But just the, the Northeast in general is a basketball place. And I think college basketball is really important to kind of the, the makeup of that area. New Jersey's doing it. Rick Pitino is trying to make New York do it. And I think that's a it's a big storyline is New York basketball, baby. I love it, Harry. Um, I, you know, I don't want to spoil it here, but we're going to give our picks from for Wooden Award winner and. I think this is the first year he's not going with like a Syracuse like oh. backup uh, point guard or something. This Come is on, good. Harry. I'm proud of you, Harry. No, you know, no, yeah. nothing. He, he like only believes in Beheim. That's that's what we're learning. No, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for Autry. <laughs> Definitely rooting for Autry, uh, Tate. Definitely see for how this Red team does this year. You're rooting for Red Autry <laughs> or yeah. Adrian? Which Red. one? <laughs> remember Tony Red Bruin, uh, Tate. Yeah. Remember him? Tony I Red mean, Red Auerbeck. Every Red I know in basketball yeah. is like some sort of legend. So I think he should really stick with the nickname. And he's from North Carolina, so I'm a big Red Autry guy. I'm pulling for him. Yeah, red. Um, I mean, and red in uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption, the top right. five character of all time. I would say. <laughs> uh, all right. The other thing I want to cover before we move on to the picks here: biggest uh, transfer portal moves. I think Hunter Dickinson going to Kansas from Michigan is the biggest one. Javon Quinterly from Alabama to Memphis. Anything else? Uh, I mean, there there are some others. The transfer. You look at like Gonzaga crush the transfer portal, Texas, another team. But uh, those are the two big ones, would you say? Yeah, I think Hunter Dickinson is probably the biggest one. And it seems like all the preseason, you know, predictions for first team All-America, it feels like he's the de facto guy on Kansas where they're saying like he's going to be the front man of this team. I don't think he's going to be the primary scoring option for this team because that's not how Bill Self works. I think Kevin McCuller uh, and Dewan Harris are going to be the real cogs and KJ Adams. But Hunter Dickinson might get the fanfare. He might be the one getting the headlines because he loves to stir the pot and make comments. So he's definitely a conversation point. You mentioned Texas. Max Asmus is um, part of that Oral Roberts team, the 15 seed that beat Ohio State a couple years yep. ago back in 2021. He's now going to be at Texas. You know, Rodney Terry is going to give him the keys. He's going to get a lot of shots, a lot of scoring potential. I'm worried about him playing the guards in the Big 12 because the Big 12 is uh, a really, I mean, it's the best conference in basketball, in my opinion. So he's going to be an interesting, you know, kind of sideshow to watch. And then every single team has some sort of transfer. North Carolina has Harrison Ingram coming from for Stanford. You mentioned Gonzaga. They have Creighton's point guard. You know, Nimhard mm-hmm. comes in. You know, his brother played there before him. 
some connected tissue there. Caleb Love goes from North Carolina to Arizona. I think he's going to be a big, you know, talking point. And uh, I think Arizona is going to be a really good team. I'll never pick them again after what happened last <laughs> year, but I think they're going to be really good. Um, yeah, the, the transfers are always going to be the story. And I feel like for the general fan, they're going to have a lot of wait, what? You know, this guy's on that team. And uh, right. that's just what college basketball is now. It's glorified free agency. And you mentioned that Big 12, seven teams in the top 30 preseason. Crazy. Uh, Houston added, BYU added, Cincinnati, and UCF added. So there's a lot going on, a lot of uh, offseason movement. All right, let's get to it. Who is cutting down the nets, Tate, April 8th in Glendale? Well, I feel bad for whoever I pick because it's obviously not going to happen. Um, I, I was fortunate back uh, in 2022. I had Kansas to win the national championship and Bill self delivered. But that's feels like a safe pick. I feel like you could take Kansas every year and no one can really argue. There's one man that's on my mind. I saw him last year in Maui. He lost his mind on the officials. Um, he's a, he's a crazy person, but he also has the, the coaching acumen. I think he has the talent in the building. And I think Fayetteville, Arkansas is a place that is ready for their team to take that next step and to be in a, a spot to contend for a national championship. He said that was the goal. I like Musselman is saying, let's keep our blinders on. I like Trevon Brazil. I think he could, you know, be a dark horse national player of the year guy. Devo Davis is a great leader of this team. Great guard to get back on this team. And they got some great transfers. Um, they basically just went to the portal and said, whoever wants to come and, and play here and score 20 points per game elsewhere, you're welcome. Come here and we're going to have some fun. And uh, so I have Arkansas to win the national championship. I, I apologize to the must bus. I don't know if it's going to happen now, but, um, you know, plus 3000, I, I, I like That's what I'm seeing number. in Arkansas. Yeah. It's a good yeah. number, good value there. I think. I like that. I like Musselman because he took a shot at my nemesis, uh, Todd Furman some years back. Good. And so he'll always uh, hold a place in my heart. Uh, coach Musselman 30 to one. All right, Parley kid jump in here. Who do you got? We'll, we'll each pick a game and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll have Tate comment. Yeah, I'm going on. with one of my favorites here, Sal. Uh, again, I, when I make these picks, uh, especially in college, I try to – sometimes I go with a coach more than the team. I, there's uh, mm -hmm. about a half dozen coaches I really believe in. And obviously this guy, I don't really – everybody believes in Coach uh, Izzo in Michigan State at 15-1. to 1. Never heard uh, of him. have great guard play led by Tyson Walker. Eight out of their ten contributors are back this season from last year. They start three seniors, two juniors – Big man, uh, Mady uh, Sazako is ready to take the next step, I believe. Um, he hasn't really produced to maybe what they thought he would do, but I think this might be his year where he is ready. Five-star uh, freshman and Xavier Booker uh, leads to some outstanding depth for this team. It's been a while since the Big Ten has done anything in this tournament. 23 <laughs> years, I believe, since they've won a national championship Crazy. with yeah. Michigan State. I think it's time for the Big Ten to rise here in this tournament. Let's go with Coach Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans at 15-1. to 1. They I don't like fall off with Izzo, right, Tate? It really kind of doesn't matter what seed they are uh, going into that tournament because you know they're going to make some noise. Yeah, and I think a lot of the the coaches of Izzo's ilk have kind of faded out or left the game, retired. You know what I mean? We can list the you know, Jay Wright, Roy Williams, Coach K, all those guys, Jim Beheim, right? They're all kind of leaving the game, and I think Izzo is still there. And I think this is one of the most athletic teams that they're going to have uh, in quite some time. And I think when you have guys like Cohen Carr, who you know you didn't even mention Parlay Kid. I mean, he's a, he's dunking from the free throw line in their little like late yeah. night session, right? Like a double tomahawk from the free throw line. So mm. they're going to have one of the most athletic teams in the country. 
Um, Tom Izzo is due, like you said. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, it's, it's January, February, Izzo, and then it's April and he loses in the Final Four, right? That's kind of how it goes. But I think he can get you to the Final Four. I think he's the best bet for the Big Ten. I think that they, every single year, convince themselves that this is the year. Purdue is the the de facto favorite for everyone. But I think Michigan State with A.J. Hogard, especially, who I think is one of the best guards in the country, they're going to be a really good team. All right, Harry, uh, it's a tough one to follow, but you uh, you love this yeah. Creighton team. You always love this Creighton team. I like it. I'm on the Blue Jay train uh, at 20 to 1. Yep, I, I look, I Tate, you remember last year I took Creighton and uh, I'm taking him again. Let's remember uh, for a second how they got hosed by the refs. In oh, the here we go. Or else they would have been in the final <laughs> four and then who knows what could have happened from there. But oh. we move on. I, I digress. We move on. They do get their senior uh, uh, center Ryan Kalkbrenner uh, back, um, shot 70% from the field, 70% from the field last year, averaged 16 points a game, uh, guard Trey Alexander back to 14 a game. Uh, that doubled up what he did the year before when he only got seven. Baylor Shireman, uh, 13 points, eight rebounds a game. It's team best three-point shooter. You mentioned, uh, Salen Tate, that Nebhart now went to George uh, Gonzaga. They also lost our Arthur Kaluma in the transfer portal, but they inherit Utah State's transfer Steve Ashworth. He led the Aggies with 16 points per game last year, and he shot almost 45% from three. Creighton at 20 to one. Let's go. I like that pick. Right. And I like that they replaced uh, Nimhard with Steven Ashworth as well. I think they got a true point guard in there, Harry. So I think they covered that mm-hmm. hole. And Baylor Shireman should have a big year. Kalkbrenner is one of those guys that could be national player of the year. He reminds me a lot of Brooke Lopez, uh, where he's just like this kind of like lanky, you know, almost like laze, lackadaisical. But if you get him engaged in a game and get him like fired Harry, up, he like can just be, like Harry. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'd like to see him be a little bit more physical down low because he only, you know, for being his that size. He did only average five, six rebounds a game. I'd like to see a little more from him inside, but mm. otherwise, you know, that was some run that they had last year until that. And happened. I like King behind him. His backup is a very like he's more like of an imposing big. So I, I think Creighton, the one thing I worried about is their athleticism, like losing Kaluma to Kansas State was a big loss for them because Kaluma kind of was able to match up with whatever athletic wing that they face from the SEC or the mm. Pac-12 or whoever it may be. Um, that's the only hole, I think. But I, I think Creighton should have a really good year. And Greg McDermott already said that they're he thinks that they're better than they were last year. And they went to the Elite Eight, obviously. Uh, Tay, you can't like everybody's pick. You got, you got to come on. There's got to be one. You don't like Bryce. You don't like Bryce Houston pick to win it all, right? Bryce, tell us about this. Well, look, twenty-one. I think it's unfair to have Tate on here because he just he just knows everything about every player. Could be the twentieth guy on a made-up bench. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I think, in, I, look, I, I think Houston at twenty-one, I thought was good value in general, right? I think we kind of have this right because if you look at the last twenty years, it seems like the range is from five to one to 25 to one with the exception of UConn. UConn's the one team in their three seasons, right? That won it at big odds. So I think that mm-hmm. 15 to one, 31 range, especially how basketball is going now. I think that's a good, a good range, but I do like Houston at, at 20 to one, but it is weird. I, I know we complain about realignment sometimes, but how great it is it, right? That Houston is in the big 12 now, right? Crazy. So, I mean, I mean, we're not going to see three losses for Houston anymore, but I think it can help them, right? Potentially get over the hump, maybe get them more prepared for the tournament. You know, they have made the Sweet 16 at least in five of the last six seasons. They bring back Jamal Shedd, who is a bulldog. They bring in LJ Cryer, who averaged over 15 points for Baylor and shot the three really well. They bring in the guy Dunn, who averaged 14 for Temple. The kid Roberts is back. The Arsenal kid is supposed to be a top pick in the draft, potentially, or first round at least. So a lot of good guards for this team, right? And they always play super hard, especially when they get to March. So 
I just, I, every year I feel like I'm on Houston, but at 20 to one, it's higher than they've been in the past. Tate likes it. I like, <laughs> I, I like the value at 20 to one, but I do worry. Kelvin Sampson interviewed for the Milwaukee Bucks job. I think that's a little bit of an underrated storyline. I'm not saying that he hmm. was thinking about taking that job, but I do um, think that, you know, he at least obviously went interviewed and Giannis apparently had some interest in bringing him there. So who knows where Sampson's, you know, kind of leans right now. His son, Kellen Sampson, one of the best assistants in the country. I did like the headline that he had. They're all German shepherds. Where's the shih tzus when he was talking about the big 12, where um, that hmm. worries me a little bit, but like, you know, Brian was saying, I think it might be good for them to get humbled a little bit and lose some games and learn how to kind of deal with, uh, you know, the, the peaks and valleys of it all, because it feels like every year they're just beating the hell out of everybody. Then they get to the tournament. They're like, oh, shit, this team's really good. And then, you know, we go from there. So uh, I think the Big 12 is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, guess what? I like to pick. <laughs> like, all right. Well, you could not, you could not like this one, Tate. And I'm looking at some of your other picks. It, it, um, it, uh, insinuates that you might not like Marquette at 20 to one. There's that number again. And Parlay Kid brought up the handful of coaches you could trust. Shaka Smart is one of them. He won the Big East regular season title last year. Won the Big East tournament title. Uh, got the team's highest NCAA tournament seed in school history. Uh, Omax Prosper's gone. He went, where'd he go? The Mavs? Mavs, Does he play yeah. even? Is it? Yeah. Okay. No, nah, he's not playing. Uh, but they got uh, Tyler Kolick is back. They have four starters return. Uh, Kolick is a 2023 Big East player of the year. They got f- like eight rotation players back from the 23 roster. Um, they have an elite passing big, right? And Ugodaro. Um, and they have a nice bench. Shaka Smart called Sean Jones the fastest player with the ball in his hands he's ever seen. How could that be, Tate? Is that right? He's been around for a long time. Shaka Smart. I think it's a bunch of very solid college players. Not sure there's a pro in there, but uh, I like the number of 20 to one. They're an accomplished squad, right? Yeah, Marquette kind of broke my heart in the tournament last year. Tyler Kolick in particular broke my heart in the tournament last year. So they have a little bit of burden of proof that I put the, put on them a little bit. But this is year three. I think Shaka Smart was talking about his team. It was one of his assistants was talking about they only had one argument the entire season last year. So I like the, mm. the, the culture that they have. I like that Shaka, he's 44 years old. You would think he's longer because he's been a, you know older because he's been around for so long. But um. They're going to be an interesting team. For whatever reason, I lean more. If I'm going to have to take a Big East team in the tournament, I still lean more towards like a UConn um, than I do mm-hmm. a Marquette. I think Marquette is more built for the Big East tournament and the Big East regular season race than they are for March. But I would ha- I would be happy if Tyler Cole had proved me wrong. But I think Purdue and Marquette are great for the regular season. I worry about the tournament. So that so I actually don't like that pick, Sal. Officially, oh, it's down certified. I don't like oh, that boy. pick. So congratulations pick. to Marquette. You're going to make the Final Four. There you Dang go. It. <laughs> <laughs> I should mention Duke and Kansas and Purdue are uh, dead even at the top at 11 to one to uh, win the title. Michigan State 15 to one. Then uh, Harry's Creighton 20 and my Marquette uh, 20. Actually, there's a few 20s in there. Tennessee, Kentucky, Houston, all 20. So there you go. Those are the top nine. All right. Let's take a quick break. And then we're going to go. We got still uh, still some stuff to do here. We got a uh, best a value for final four team. We got our wooden award winner and we have our conference champ best bet. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it 
you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, Tate, we'll move these through these a little faster. I know you have like five pick for best <laughs> final four value team. Um, and let's see what we get to. And maybe there'll be some cross-offs for you uh, to comment on. I'm going to okay, take Gonzaga perfect. at eight, eight to one. They are ranked 11th right now. That not even the highest ranked mid-major. I think Florida Atlantic is 10th. I don't know the last time that happened that Gonzaga wasn't the highest ranked mid-major. Um, this is going to be the first season without Drew Timmy in Spokane since um, 1996, I think. <laughs> I look back mm-hmm. now. But they reached the uh, Elite Eight last year, um, thanks in part to Anton Watson, who averaged over 11 points and six rebounds. Uh, the guard, Nolan Hickman's back. He's solid. Mark Few hit that transfer portal hard. I've talked about this. Kids still want to play hoops at Gonzaga, it looks like. Um, Ryan Nembard, you mentioned, from Creighton. Um Tate, he led the Blue Jays, he had dominated actually with 12 points and five assists last season, got them to Elite Eight. He should pair well with Hickman right there in that backcourt. I uh, brought in Steel Venters, a big sky player of the year, 15 points a game from Eastern Washington. They lose Strother. Um, he's a nugget, right? He's on Denver. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just think they're going to be a force. They're battle tested as always. They, they put all these non conference games on their schedule. Good ones. Purdue and the Maui Invitational. They could see Tennessee, Syracuse, Kansas, Marquette, UCLA, and Hawaii. Um, they'll see USC and UConn in there. I mean, it's just a it's it's one after another. So much like uh Bry brought up with Houston, they're probably not gonna have three losses this year, probably closer to six or seven, but I still think they're gonna be like plus three fifty to make the final four once the tournament starts. So if you can get them at eight to one now. Uh, go for it. What do you think? Gonzaga done? No, I like that. And I feel like this is the quietest we've ever heard, you know, Mark Few going yeah. into a season, right? No one's ever, no one's really talking about Gonzaga. They're saying, uh, this is, you know, a team that's done. Tommy Lloyd kind of left them. And now he's doing what they were doing with the international players down at Arizona. But I do think Nimhard going there and giving them um, a true point guard, I think is going to be really good for this team. Another name that is under the radar, it's going to be his junior year, Ben Gregg, who's a big man, six foot 10. Um, he's shown flashes of being a really good player. And I think he's going to really, you know, take that next step this year and have a bit of a leap. So he's another name to keep in mind. I like Gonzaga in the WCC as always. St. Mary's will give them a run for their money. Last year, LMU beat them um, back up in Spokane for the first time since 1997 when, you know, uh, Drew Timmy was a freshman. So uh, I think uh, I think they're going to be a really good basketball team. And they they figured out how to like fix and, and plot the holes how they should. You know what I mean? I feel like right. Mark Few finally figured out how to do the transfer portal the way he wanted to. And they like to tamper like they're, they're recruiting kids during the season just like everybody else so um that's the world that we live in and they get a guy nimhard to come play where his brother played so it worked out well yeah crazy harry usc um they got they got a star too looking good at plus 850 uh yep what do you got let's let uh let the Bronny james era begin <laughs> that should be fun watching him develop and play with Boogie Ellis, Ellis led USC last year with 18 points per game. And I'm sure Tate loves their head coach and Andy Enfield. He's uh, done pretty good for himself at USC. Three straight trips to the NCAA tournament. 
and has had at least 22 wins in four straight seasons in Southern California. So I got USC plus 850 to win a region. Tate, you want uh, to break the news to Harry about uh, Bronny Jane's status? And I don't know. Yeah, Bronny James. <laughs> I, I'd be shocked if Bronny James plays until January. Uh, but I do think that uh, his brand power is good. And I think a lot of people are going to watch USC and they're going to think, oh, my God, this Bronny James is incredible. And then they're going to look at the back of the jersey and it's going to say Collier. And they're going to say, who the hell is this kid? Uh, and it's Isaiah Collier <laughs> is going to be the one that really uh, jumps off the page. Kobe Johnson's another name to know that he's like a guard wing for them. That's going to be really good. And then Harry said it. Boogie Ellis is a great leader. Um, he's kind of the face of this team. And Andy Enfield, um, he's just a cool dude. He's really low key. He's got a, you know, a, a very attractive wife. He seems very content in Whoa. life. He's, he's, he's <laughs> hey, doing well. You're not well. supposed to worry about stuff like this. Well, I mean, I, I just gave him a tip of the cap. I'm like Andy Infield. Respect. You know what I mean? Did he have her tape when he was to- coaching in, uh, in Florida? Yeah, Dump uh, City, Harry. Yeah. He was like, you want to see Florida something? Gulf yeah, right. right. He wanted to yeah. show off for his beautiful wife. So uh, Now we know why he took Arkansas to win it. Too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Muscleman lady. Uh, all right. Uh, Polly Kid, Baylor 13 to 1. Yeah, Baylor 13 to 1 here mm-hmm. to reach the final four. There, uh, like Tate said about Gonzaga, and Baylor's definitely under the radar this year, starting the season ranked 20th, which for them uh, is a little off uh, from where they've been the past few years. But again, coached by Scott Drew. Uh, excellent coach. Return only one full-time starter in Jalen Bridges. He's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. But they also landed two big-time ballers in the transfer portal uh, from schools that are kind of under the radar. Jalen Nunn, uh, kind of a Swiss Army Knife player from VCU, who I follow a lot, uh, being that they're in the A-10 with uh, my Dayton Flyers. And don't forget this, and one of the most underrated transfer portal pickups for Baylor Gotham and Ray J. Dennis the Mac player of the year from Toledo last year, unanimous selection, averaged 19.5, six assists, four rebounds, one and a half steals per game. He's a defensive menace, just like the way Scott Drew likes his players. Five-star recruit and Jacoby Walker. It's going to take time for this team to gel, but come tournament time, I think they make a little bit of a run here once they get uh, used to playing with each other. I like Tate, it. Gar- I'm, I'm trying to judge the nods. They, they've coming. It's like contractions. I think it's about 52 <laughs> nods per minute. So I think he likes that one. I like I just like Baylor and Scott Drew in March. And I like guard play. And uh, they're going to have great guards. They're basically a guard factory at this point. And uh, I think Jacoby is going to be the name that really stands out for this team. But Scott Drew, in my opinion, is putting together his resume for the Kentucky job. And I think that Kentucky is waiting in the winds to bring him, uh, you know, there to Lexington. And I think this is a year where he's going to do more with less, quote unquote, even though they do have a lot of town in the building. And I think, uh, you know, if Calipari does less with more in the opinion of the Lexington, Kentucky fans, I think that we could see a big shift in college basketball. So, Scott Drew, you're on Blue Blood Watch. So I like that. pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, Bri, um, do I like this Texas team, too. I, this probably is your your bet is the better one to make it to the final four. I had them to win the uh, Big 12. Yeah, I'm taking them at eight to one to make it to the final four. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Big 12 is just so tough. It's so hard to yeah. say who's going to get out of there, especially since Kansas seems like they'll be a really good regular season team. But I did think Rodney Terry did a great job taking over for this team last year and leading them to an elite eight. Now, I will say I just picked Houston before I'm picking, picking Texas. Now, both these teams were booted by Miami, so maybe... Uh, maybe not a great pick here. Uh, they did lose some key pieces, right? But they bring in 
I, I know we're talking about uh, Dickinson being like the top transfer, but A. Smith, I mean, coming to Texas, I mean, when you talk yeah. about guard play in March, I mean, he's he's as good as it comes. They also bring in some other top transfers too. They bring Tyrese Hunter back, and Texas always has just a ton of young athletes flying around. So again, I'm not sure where they fall in the Big 12, but I think with their guard play in March, uh, they can certainly make a run. Tate, I don't know. I think guard play is so overrated. <laughs> no, okay. No, no. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. But I think Texas, yeah. Rodney Terry, this is the test. We're going to see if Rodney Terry, last year was a feel-good story. Obviously, horrible stuff happened with Chris Beard. He gets fired. So Rodney Terry was like a feel-good moment. Everyone was pulling for Texas. Um, they they kind of got hot at the right time. But I, I want to see what they really are this year. So I, I think... Uh, he hates it. He hates it. Texas basketball just feels cursed at some level. I don't know why they even date back to TJ Ford, you know, when they made that run, I right. mean, TJ Ford was awesome and it was a great team. Kevin Durant loses to Nick Young and USC. I mean, there just always right. be, seems to be something that happens with this team. So I would like for them to, to officially finally do it and, and submit themselves as one of those teams. Give us, you gave me a list of teams that you like <laughs> final four value team. We talked about Creighton a lot. Uh, Illinois, 16 to one, Virginia, 18 to one and the grand Canyon, a hundred to one, huh? Yeah, I, uh, I'll throw another one in there. Those are all Illinois. I just like TJ Shannon, Taryn Shannon. I think he's a, a guy that will be in the comp, you know conversation for first team All-American. And if he plays like he should, Virginia with Reese Beekman, I think he's a little bit underrated. Could be ACC player of the year. You get them at plus 1800. I like Tony Bennett. Grand Canyon, um, that is a, the, the longest of long shots, but they do have a lot of talent. And uh, New Mexico uh-huh. is another team with uh, Richard Patino that has a lot of talent um, huh. that if you, you put them in the tournament, they're a five or a 12 or 11, whatever they are. I think that they are a bad matchup for a lot of teams and they'll be shocked by how much talent that they have in the building. So Grand Canyon, New Mexico. Um, but you mentioned Miami, Miami. I keep looking at it plus 800. I think that they're going to still be really, really good. And North Chad O'Meara was their best player and he's back. And uh, as much as we talk about Wong and Jordan Miller, they're both going to be good players in the NBA. I think Wuga Poplar and North Chad O'Meara, Nigel Pack and Jim Laranega could win the ACC, go back to the final four and who knows, they might even cut the nets. So uh, if you could get wow. them value at plus 800 to make the final four back-to-back years, maybe you go there. Because Laranega, I mean, he's a win-now guy. I mean, he's not thinking the program three, five years out. He's like, every single year, it's all chips on the table. So I really like Miami at plus 800. Yeah. But not not chi- not those chips, Harry. Don't get excited. Just to, no, Brian. It's not fair. You're right. It's not fair. Tate knows more college basketball players than I know NFL players. It's, it's insane. <laughs> right? yeah. it's well, too- the transfer portal. I, it's. I mean, yeah. to be on top. To be Makes on top even, of that yeah. is just insane. More tough. Insane. More tougher. Yeah, You're a maniac. Dude. Well, I yeah. have a doc. I have a doc where I just have like it's like connect like it's like color coded to like where who went where and it's uh it's, it drives you crazy. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to see that at some point. All right, let's quickly go over our conference champ best bet. Right, this is regular season. Unlike football, where if you pick the conference champ, they have to win their conference championship game. No, this is regular season. Um, Duke, Purdue, Kansas, Marquette, Arizona, Tennessee, favored to win their conferences, the big ones. Not a ton of new schools added to the powerhouse list. But uh, uh, I'm going to back Bry here, but I'm saying Texas for the Big 12. They crushed Kansas in the Big 12 championship game. They won that tourney two of the last three years. Like I said, this is regular season. The tournament doesn't really matter. They were two seed under Rodney Terry. They got to the Elite Eight, 22-8 and eight last year transfer portal we talked about a smith uh from oral roberts top transfer guard in the country for sure the whack rookie of the year 
Weaver. You talked uh, from UT Arlington. Isn't that sad, Tate, when like UT Arlington, once in a while they'll upset Texas. It's like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to take your best player next year, right? It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. And you, UT Arlington yeah. is going to be a really good team this year, by the way. That's another off-the-beaten-path team. KT really? Turner, their head coach, uh, used to be an assistant for Larry Brown uh, back at SMU. My my One of my best friends, my brother's roommate in college, is the director of basketball ops there. Shout out to my guy, Sean Stout. So UT Arlington, I mean, as, as tough as it is, they take your players. They still got a good program. They got some good players. Nice. All right. Well, so Texas, my pick at 7-1. to one. Uh, Parley, kid, you have a 7-1 to one on the uh, board, too, UCLA. UCLA here, Sal. I like it. Uh, again, another one of my favorite coaches, and uh, Mick Cronin gets the job done wherever he goes. This year, led by point guard Dylan Andrews, a former top 50 prospect. I think he gets a chance to shine here now that uh, Tiger Campbell is no longer in UCLA. Utah transfer, small forward Lazar uh, Stefanovic does a, a little bit of everything as well, but where they're really going to stand out here, UCLA, is in their front court with a Dembona, uh, freshman uh-huh. of the year in the conference last year. I think we see an increase in offensive production from him. He's already a defensive stalwart and freshman, seven foot three, a day Mara, the Spaniard, just got cleared to play uh, here for UCLA. Uh, he dominated the uh, U18 uh, European Championships uh, through FIBA there. Uh, with a front court of of Bona and Mara, uh, this could present a lot of problems. Again, I think it's going to take a little time for this team to gel, uh, but they'll have kind of November, December to work out the kinks and then kind of dominate January. So Cronin will get this team ready to play. I think there's a lot of people that aren't sure where UCLA falls this year, but 7-1 for UCLA, who they got some pieces here, I'll go with Cronin here to, for them to win this conference. Well, the good news is um, Bill Simmons has approved it, and Tate is going to a UCLA game. He's giving him $11 for an Uber. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's huge, Tate. We'll yeah, get to see what Paul talking uh, about. Fingers uh, crossed. Fingers crossed I can get an Uber economy there. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> and I'll find pool, some passes. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do you, are, you all right with UCLA? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to miss the first half of that game. But, yeah, I'm all right. I think UCLA is going to gel together pretty well. Uh, eight newcomers for Mick Cronin. Um, he said that he already has a culture established they have to either get in um, and fit in or they have to get out. So I, I like that Mick Grodin has taken that approach. It's a very blue collar approach, but he's he's running a blue blood there at UCLA. And uh, Mara could end up being a top five pick in the NBA draft. So whenever you have a guy of that caliber and that ilk and a guy like Bona next to him, if they stay healthy, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I feel like it's a four, four horse race in the Pac-12, whether it's UCLA, USC, Arizona, Colorado, and you, you can pick which one you want to saddle up with. But I think UCLA yeah. is a really good pick all right uh harry i don't know why you're kissing the parlay kids ass here dayton three to one to win their conference that's right taking darren state and they finished second in the a10 last year uh to vcu vcu this year is a bit down since their leading scorer ace baldwin transferred to penn state big d also told me enoch cheeks is a solid transfer for the team he got almost 16 point, points a game last year and Dron holmes the second who's from goodyear arizona Back for the Flyers. He could be player of the year in the A-10. Average almost 19 points a game. Eight rebounds. Shot 59% from the field. So like Dayton at 3-1. to one. And by the way, maybe Tate doesn't or does like this one. For a long shot in the A-10, Tate at 35-1. to one, The Fordham Rams. 24 wins last year. Finished third in the conference. All five returning starters. And their top eight guys are back. Top eight scores. 
are back. That 35 to one seems like a lot. Now I, like I can't that. tell. Tate is really shake, <laughs> nodding his head. But I, like that. Me I like the uh, long shot there with Fordham. Fordham's a fun team. Uh, shout out mm. to them. 24 wins, 18 at home last yeah, year. Yeah, that's good. I uh, I want Dayton to be good for college basketball because their fans are actually college basketball fans. Mm. So sometimes you just pull for programs to be relevant and be good because it's good for everybody else. It kind of just lifts the bar for the rest of college basketball. I think Dayton is one of those programs and it helps the first four when Dayton fans care about college basketball. Who knows? They could be playing in the first four with the way that they do the scheduling there with uh, the NCAA tournament. But um, yeah, I like Dayton and uh, shout out to Fordham. I'm not sure I would take that. Say say one nice thing about Dayton that could uh, (laughs) pep the parlay kid up for the season. Anthony Grant. I think it's, uh, you know, we had the 2020 season ripped off and, uh, you know, we didn't get to see the the finale of that. And I do think that Dayton is still due. The basketball gods know that we didn't get a fair run for Dayton that year. And uh, they have to have a year where they get back into to the, to the conversation at a high level. So hey, they, got, right. they got two players in the pros right now. Holmes will be their third after this year. Uh, Grant is a pretty solid coach. Uh, and look, they should dominate the A-10 year in and year out because right. their resources there at Dayton are much better than any of the other A-10 programs. There's no excuses. They're t- they got they're a top 20 attendance team in the country year in and year out. They got terrific f- basketball facilities. It's a basketball city. It's time to get it done, Dayton Flyers. Let's go. And the Parley kid's being bashful here. When he says they <laughs> dominate in resources, he donates upwards of $150,000 a year to the program. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. Yeah, put that money to good use already. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Brother Bry, you're going with the champs. UConn. Yeah, well, I'll first say Obi Toppin wasn't winning a championship, was he really, Tate? You think so? <laughs> yeah, well, I think he could have gone to the Final Four. He could have gone to the Final Four. He, as Coach K said, a regional is a championship, so he could have won a regional. I think that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I was looking at UConn at 3-1. to one. I think you guys might have left me with the hardest uh, conference to pick here, but UConn, you know, the third best odds behind Marquette and Creighton. Uh, but I, I really like this team. I think they bring a, a bunch of good pieces back, right? You bring Newton back at guard, who was really big in the NCAA tournament. Caravan's going to be better. And I think, look, Klingon, I think, is one of the top, going to be one of the top players in the country. I was so impressed with that kid, right? Every time he comes into the game, it's like, wait, is it this guy just looked out of play? He looked, he was just gigantic. It's like, <laughs> this guy is just, he looks like a freak. He played uh, really well. I mean, and then they bring in a guy, you know, Cam Spencer was a great shooter for Rutgers and Loyola who they bring in, you know, this guy who shoots 40 to 45% from three and they bring in a t- one of the top freshmen in Castle. So I think this might take a little bit of time for them to gel early in the season, but I think they should round into shape once they get into conference play. Although I know this is going to be tough with a team like, you know, you guys were saying Marquette, they probably are very much a regular season team. I just like the fact that UConn three to one yeah. odds, a little bit better odds than the other two. Yeah, why not? Tate, you have a bunch. Uh, which one do you want to talk about? You have Clemson 12 to 1 for ACC, Illinois. You always have Illinois 11 to 1 for Big Ten and Auburn SEC at 8 to 1, right? Yeah, Illinois always traps me. So I I, I want to disregard them. Auburn is just, uh, I think they have a lot of talent and not not a lot of people are talking about their team. Uh, so they're at plus 800. But let's talk about Clemson. Clemson's at plus 1200. PJ Hall is a really good basketball player, tested the waters, looked good. A lot of NBA scouts really liked his game, decided to come back. Um, I think he has 
has ACC player of the year type of talent. The only problem with Clemson, and I think the reason why they have this number is that they open ACC play um, against North Carolina and against Miami. So you're, you're facing two teams where you could go 0 and 2 to start conference play. Then you're behind the eight ball and you're, you're kind of struggling to get back into the conversation. But I think they also could surprise Miami and surprise North Carolina and steal two games early. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're running your own race at that point if you're Clemson. And I think they're going to make the tournament. Brad Brownell has been around for quite some time since 2010, which is insane. Um, so he has a, a nice little rapport. The football program is a mess right now as Dabo is fighting with, you know, people from Spartanburg on, on his radio show. So, um, you know, the football is already in, in chaos. The Clemson fans want something to turn to that they can believe in. P.J. Hall mm-hmm. and this Clemson team is, is that answer. So I think that they have a really big year. All right. I like it. I think we've given upwards of 50 picks so far and <laughs> somehow they're all going to win. I, I, I put my reputation on the line. Let's take Me a too. quick break and then we're going to pick our wooden award winner uh, when we return. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, Wooden Award winner, uh, Zach Eady, plus 155 is the favorite. He won it. He also won Bracket Crusher Award last year for Purdue, getting kicked out. What was that, that first Sunday? Were they done that first Sunday? I remember I was at the airport cursing at my phone. So that's that. So who wins it this year? Obviously, like I said, he's favored. I'm going to go Hunter Dickinson. We mentioned him uh, easily the most sought after player in the portal this past off season, averaged almost 19 points and nine rebounds per game last season at Michigan, seven footer, all American. Uh, he's going to get lots of exposure. He's one injury away, not his injury, but from being the top guy, I think you're going to see him every Sunday on CBS. You're going to see him every other Monday on ESPN. Bill self called him. Tate, we got to figure this out. Said the best offensive big man I've ever coached. How Mm. is that true? He coached Embiid, right? Yes, he did. Uh, Unless he was asleep the entire time, he did coach Joel Embiid. So, uh, yeah, I saw that quote. No Cole Aldrich love? love? I I don't don't get it. Jeff Withy, right? There's plenty of options. He could have gone through Thomas Robinson. I mean, there's a lot of offensive big men that have, uh, you know, come through that program and been really good at basketball. So um, I think that was, he knows that Hunter Dickinson reads all the press about himself. So I think this was his way to uh, (laughs) kind of like say, this is the expectation for you, Hunter. Like, I expect you to be the best big men ever coach you're going to be priority and option number one so we'll see how that works out see tate knows the psychology behind a lot of this too that's (laughs) not just x's and o's and names and stuff like that he gets in the heads of coaches and players i love it all right harry um yeah you're kissing ass a little bit with tate even a lot today a lot even though we're not transferring but go ahead who do you have not denying it not denying it I'm going to take uh, Armando Baycott at 20 to 1. Tate, uh, am I sucking up to Tate by taking <laughs> Baycott? So, uh, well, maybe, but yeah. uh, he's returning for his senior season. Uh, now, he and North Carolina obviously uh, had a much better season two years ago, but Baycott still averaged 16 and 11 last year after averaging 16 and 13 two years ago. I think North Carolina still has a solid team and rely on him plenty. Uh, he's a double double machine. Sometimes look, watching him post up down low, he's really, I mean, just so good at what he does. Tate, let's go. Baycott at 20 to one. Why not? Right. Yeah. Tell him why not. 
Tell them I, why not. <laughs> I think this is the first one I can officially say I don't like it. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I have watched Armando Bacot play a lot of basketball. And uh, when he was talking about his team this year at ACC Media Days, he said, I hope we play with effort. And uh, just that answer alone gives me pause. Um, I think he's very good uh, as NBA players are very good at getting their numbers. I think he has a little bit of that um, in his back pocket. I don't like the way that Caleb Love was kind of put as the fall guy for this team. I think Armando was the one that should have been the guy that steps up and says, you know, this is on my shoulders a little bit. So I I hope that I can neg him into being a great player and he can be the national player of the year. I hope that you know, by me not believing that will be the case. I think they need leadership. Mm. He said the other day that uh, Brady Manick was weird for kicking chairs and stuff when they lost games. Um, I don't think it's weird. I think it's awesome. I, I would like, and then Brady Manick quote tweeted and said, I wish I kicked more chairs um, because mm. we would have won the national championship. So um, I worry about the fire in his belly and, and i think there, there might be different things for, in his belly than fire unfortunately so uh, we'll, but the talent what if, the talent what if he goes for 18 and 14 this year i i oh, would love true. to see it harry well, i just well, wait, I, tay, tay tay what if he goes for 40 and 35 <laughs> 18 and 14 is crazy now we're yeah. what if he goes 75 and three <laughs> that would be great that's that okay. that would be what i'm talking about i just uh i'm a little concerned about the the uh the the buy-in that there's going to be some sort of remarkable leap from year four to year five, but I would love yeah. to be proven wrong. And like you said, Sal, at the top, nobody knows anything. So uh, if, right. if Harry knows this, I'll be happy about it. Well, the parley kid knows something about Filipowski <laughs> across the way oh, there God. on Tobacco Road. Yeah, Eight sorry, Tate. Well, look, hey, uh, you know, Tate, you usually bring out the best in Harry. Mm -hmm. uh, usually. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I miss Tate know, so much. Harry, so much. Start calling him the mailman, I think, here. <laughs> Keeps mailing it in. Yeah, right. what's happening? What's happening? What's going? What, what, what is this? But yeah, uh, Tate, Kyle Filipowski. I, I know you hate him, but at the same time, you have to acknowledge an eight to one, uh, pretty good odds here for a guy. I think the voter. There might be some uh, Edney uh, voter fatigue in a way. And Duke, let's face it, they're going to be at one of the top teams in the country. Uh, and Filipowski is going to be the leading leader of that team. Uh, 15 yeah. to nine as a, as a freshman last year, uh, I would assume that his three point shooting percentage is going to go up. He can score at all three levels and Duke is going to run most of their sets through him. So uh, Kyle Filipowski at eight to one on a Duke team that's uh, destined, I, I think to win their, their conference uh, and have a tremendous year this year, uh, especially as, uh, as you know, as the uh, Coach K kind of, you know, that is a, it's a new era now here officially uh, in, du in Duke. And Filipowski is the leader of this. Uh, and hmm. look, he's, he's a big time player, big time year from him. I think he's going to his uh, averages are going to increase. This is going to be maybe a double double guy, a 2010 guy, minimum, minimum on uh, hmm. a tremendous team. So let's go with Filipowski at eight to one. I like well, it because I, I like it because you, you kind of already have to be on the pedestal to kind of win this award. You have to already almost be penciled in at the start of the year as a candidate. And I think right. that he is a candidate uh, going into the season. Everyone's already said that he's going to be one of those guys. I worry about Filipowski being passive at times. He can be almost out of the game. Um, he struggled last year as lively came on. He, you would think he would have come on as well as, as the mm. four with the, with the rim protector behind him. He really didn't. So I, I would like to see him take the leap. Um, actually, 
actually, I'll take that back. I would not like Gordon <laughs> no, take the lead. You said it. You um, said it. But, we heard you it. Know, we heard you say I, it. I, uh, I think he'll be in the conversation. And the media loves Duke. I mean, they love John Shire. I mean, John Shire <laughs> yeah. hasn't beat a top 15 Kim Palm team. But if you go look up all the coverage of him, you would have think he'd won two national championships at this point. So um, yeah. they're going to get the coverage. And, and that's half the battle with these awards. So I think it's a good pick. To clarify, when you said you would like to see him take the leap, you meant off the roof of the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go, go to right. the sixth okay. floor where Coach K's office still is, uh, and then and then go off. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, I got you. Bri, you're all over UConn. I'm all Clinton. over UConn. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking Donovan Klingon. And look, I, it does worry me a little bit. I know he's battling a little bit of an injury to start it, that he got hurt late in September. I think they said he should be about back. I don't know if he's going to be missing a game or two here at the beginning. Maybe I think I think he's going to miss the first couple of games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, not not great right off the start. But but he's fourth best odds or fourth worst odds, however you're looking at it. You know, all the way down to 17 to 1 now. So everybody likes him a lot. And look, that's crazy, right, for a guy who averaged seven, six, and two blocks last year. But look, he did that in only 13 minutes of action. Again, I said this before, I couldn't be more impressed when I saw him on the court. Uh, getting If he starts getting close to 30 minutes per game, his numbers are going to skyrocket. You're going to see close to 20, I think, 12 or 13 rebounds and like four blocks per game. Those are the type of stats he's going to have. And, you know, they this award, they like the, they like the big... Kind of white guys, it seems like it's right. <laughs> yeah. Filipowski, Dickinson, Kling, yeah. right. you know, and then you got Edie too at, at you know seven four. So these these big guys uh, have a little bit of an advantage here for whatever reason that is. They yeah, love the bigs. That, Tate? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's literally like Luca Garza. You know what I mean? Then you get Oscar right. Shibley, then you get Zach Eady, right? It's uh, it feels like it is like a bigs award. That's why um, if you go around the country, I mean, if you look at the preseason All-American list, I mean, it's four bigs and one guard. You know what I mean? Everywhere. So I think you college basketball is all about the bigs. As funny as like the NBA is like we're small ball, we're pace and space, all that sort of stuff. It's like college basketball because of that, there's nowhere for these bigs to go. So they just have to roam in college basketball. So mm-hmm. I think it's a safe bet to bet on a big. Tate, though, that said, I like your USC point guard. Your collier at uh, 60 to 1. That's a nice one. And you also said Caleb Love, an, an old love of yours, at 80 to 1 for Arizona, in addition to uh, Tyler Kolick, right? 25 to 1. Yeah, I think that Isaiah Collier is going to be uh, potentially a number one pick conversation point. You know what I mean? I think Bill Simmons in January will have me on the show and be like, let's talk about this Isaiah Collier. Man, he's excellent. You know what I mean? Like We're going to have that moment. Um, and I'm going to be fired up to have that conversation um, with him. So I think he'll be there because of the Bronny James eyeballs, right? And then they're going to be like, wow, this other guy's incredible. And then I think Caleb right. Love has cachet with the American public after what happened with Carolina and Duke and the Coach K right. shot. So I think they already know who he is. He's going to be at Arizona. They're going to be a really good team. And he's their closer. Like uh, if you watch these games, like late in the shot clock, they give the ball to Caleb and they say, do what you do. Get us a shot. And Mm -hmm. he has the, um, you know, with someone like Umar Balo, who's down there at their five. I mean, he can just throw it up at the basket and Balo goes and gets it and uh, and is able to clean up and and kind of be like the janitor for that team. So uh, Caleb Love, I think, is a guy who will be in the conversation because we know him so well. Again, I think you have to already be on the pedestal to be, you know, considered for national player of the year and uh that's why i think caleb will be in the conversation all right speaking of cleaning up we're going to take one more break and then we're uh talk a couple things and we'll be out of here thanks uh tate frazier when we return this episode is brought to you by jiffy lube cars can be a big investment so it's important to take care of them i once got a car that i started out with twenty five thousand miles on i got it to over two hundred thousand miles 
because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, back with uh, Tate the Great Frazier. Uh, UNC over under conference wins, Tate. I don't know if you know what it is. What would you put it at? Oof, I'd say like 12 and a half. 13 and a half. Good enough mm. guess. FanDuel mm. has a bunch of these. If you want to check those out, we gave you conference. We gave you final four. We gave you um, uh wooden award. And of course, uh, NCAA champs. Tate, I thought of you immediately when coach Knight passed you, uh, you, you, you kind of model the way you carry yourself and demeanor <laughs> after coach Knight. Um, what Dean Smith or coach Knight? <laughs> oh, it's coach Smith all day, every day. Um, you know, I've had multiple players that I've talked to in my life, um, that have compared Dean Smith mm. to Gandhi. Um, and I think there's Whoa. a reason for that. He had such a presence about him. That such was my a next one, Gandhi or coach Knight, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm a coach Smith guy, but I will say like, I appreciate that Bob Knight was the first person to stick his neck out and say, Michael Jordan was the best. Um, that, that's yeah, something really that I always have an appreciation for. And he did it in 1984 after you know the Olympics and uh, I don't think there's many mm-hmm. guys that would stick their neck out especially after coaching Isaiah Thomas right who's already someone mm-hmm. that's on that Mount Rushmore of greatest players especially at that time so um, right. I, I always appreciated Coach Knight for doing that because he didn't have to at all Roy Williams or Coach Knight Roy Williams <laughs> <laughs> wow this is some tribute. Now now we're getting, now we're getting, no, I I think coach Knight is like top five, right? I mean, of course, I mean, he has to be, I I think the hitting players probably hurts his case a little bit, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he's a little, little bit old school to say the least, but I mean, I like that everyone, when they wrote their tributes, instead of like talking about that sort of stuff, like the, the black marks Mm -hmm. on his career, we just called him an American original, right? He just, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or like you compare him to your dad, right? You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, of a different era, right? There's different ways to say what you're saying. Um, but I do think Coach Knight, at the end of the day, it was all about ball. You know what I mean? It was all about basketball. He loved the game. He was good for the game. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have done tributes that are better than mine. But I do say uh, that he's always going to be in the conversation as one of the best. So there you go. What? A, what? A, you never got to interview him, right? Uh, never, never got to talk did. to him. Well, I guess I did talk to him for five star, um, but we didn't mm-hmm. use any of the, the recordings because uh, he he, he did not talk about the camp at all. He talked about because he destroyed them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would be your dream interview right now? Which coach at this point, present or past? I think like a Rick Pitino retrospective. Um, you know, I, I've interviewed Coach Pitino a couple times. Uh, I did it for the five star series. He told me about how he got into coaching. Basically, he wanted to just keep playing basketball. And then Garfield or Garfinkel, Howard Garfinkel convinced him to be a coach. He said, I love the TV show Hawaii Five O. I would go to Hawaii. Garfinkel knew mm. the coach at Hawaii. And that's how Rick Pitino got his first job, uh, you know, coaching basketball was just because he loved the show Hawaii Five O. Um, <laughs> wow. I think that's like a, a funny fact. 
practice to like, that's how I got in. And then Pete Gillen was also an assistant on that staff. So you have this Hawaii staff in the eighties with like Pete Gillen, who ends up being coach of Virginia coach of Providence, right. right. Has his whole career. Rick Pitino, one of the great, greatest coaches that we've seen in the game. And uh, even Pitino leaving college, you know, leaving Kentucky and going to the pros and that kind of, you know, just that whole, all those decisions that he made, he could have stayed in college and been the greatest, but instead he chased like this mm. other dream. He and Larry Brown are probably the two coaches that I, uh, that I love talking we'll to and talking with. about the most. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. That's good. We're going to make Two Long that Island happen. guys, Sal. Two Long that's Island right. guys. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Bry, uh, real quick, give us a women's uh, pick. I think you have LSU, money on LSU all over the place. I do. Right? Well, let me say, I mm. think that this, this season for women's is going to be the biggest year in the history, right? In all yeah. honesty, like the top of the women's game, and I don't know how much tape follows it, but the top of the women's game actually right now is better than the top of the men's game. Tate only knows 170 women's <laughs> uh, players. He's not his first, well-versed. In it. Well, yeah. just in yeah. terms of, look, your best players stick around for senior yeah. years, right? Between Clark at Iowa, Beckers at UConn, Reese at LSU, you have three of the best college women basketball players ever right playing at the same time and then you also add in south carolina and stanford are going to be real good but yeah that being said i i am all over lsu i put a bunch on them back in april right kim mm-hmm. mulkey won a title last year which was at it kind of out of nowhere right it was kind of a year too soon right they beat iowa even though south carolina was clearly the best team throughout the year um so right. that was a nice one for them but now they pair reese who's you know, whether she's a top, she's top three regardless in the country, but they pair with one of the top players in the country in Haley Van Lith. They bring in another girl, Murrow, who averaged 26 points per game with the DePaul. They bring in some of the top freshmen in the country who probably won't even see some of the floor. So I got them at plus 550, plus 400 sell back in April before these nice. transfers. Wow. It's plus Ooh. 230 now, but they are going to be there, right? I mean, they're going to be there right at the end. I do not like, Iowa's not winning it this year. Um, I, I would take somebody else if you thought there was going to be an upset just because right, I, I that's always miss right, that's more That's more research you've ever done for any Raider wow. game. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I know a lot. He I, loves I'll, it. I'll say I, I know a lot. He does love it. He I does love it. I, I think LSU, like the only thing that can stop LSU is themselves. I mean, that's really what it comes down yeah, to. It's, it's like if LSU has like, like some ego issues and that's the mm-hmm. only way that they yeah, can lose. They're that sure. much more talented than everybody else. I like UConn and AZ Fudd. I, I like Paige Becker's coming back, but I think AZ Fudd is the one that I have like circled as the breakout star of women's college basketball. I don't think anyone's talking about AZ Fudd. She's a great shooter, hmm. great player. Um, and I think UConn's going to be the one. If there's any team to knock out LSU, it might be uh, Gino oh, yeah. and UConn. So yeah, that's yeah, who I would go sure. with. And shout for out to sure. Don Staley. She's also, I mean, there she's like really the best. Even though Kim Mulkey has this super team, I think Staley's still the best in the game right now. All right, Mike yeah. Meatballs, that's our video breakout. Tate Frazier said it on record. <laughs> the only ones who could beat LSU are themselves. That's what we have to use. LSU versus uh, LSU. There you go. <laughs> Before I sign off here, I do want to say Tate was at my uh, Halloween party. Harry was there too. Harry may have had a couple in him. He, he walks up to Tate and says, Tate, you and Titus, no long, no more. What happened, man? What a bummer. What? That's what Tate reported to no, me. That's right, what, that's, that, you were like, man, you guys had a great show. You we had, had discussed that before, Tate. Me and you had discussed that way before. What kind of thing is that to say to Tate? He's, like, he's on fire now. He's lighting it up at the ringer. And you're like, oh, 
What happened? It's like, what, what happened? He's like, what a, he's like, what a, he's like, what a great show you had. Yeah. together was really fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't say, that's not true, Dan. That's not true. <laughs> no, What's God, not yeah, true? Is, I, I wasn't yeah, there. Uh, about that's what you told me. You so can't remember like, yesterday. What it was a beautiful moment because I, I was just laughing and my girlfriend who's standing right there, she was like, that was the funniest thing of tonight. You know, it came from such a sweet place. You know what I mean? It was like, man, you really lost something with that great show you had. Fantastic, Tate. Fantastic. What a menace you are, Harry. Unbelievable. Tate, uh, you are all in on college basketball. Thank you for doing this with us. I know it's like Tate is the greatest. It really is. It really is. Nobody knows about college basketball. No. And then then it all blows up in your face. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, the Dayton Flyers fans, when they make the Sweet 16, they're like, what an idiot. You know what I mean? That's the game. It's fun. Blew up in your face on Halloween where this this blow up approached you and said, I missed that old podcast that I never listened to. Good job, Harry. Uh, Tate, it is one shining podcast. Also, Through the Ringer. What else? What else you want to promote? Yeah, that's that's the big stuff, big ticket stuff through the ringers on Tuesdays with you, Fridays with the rest of the yeah. Ranger crew, and then One Shining Podcast uh, twice a week. College basketball is back. I can talk about games again. It's so much better. Everyone's like, oh, the season's starting. You must be so stressed. I'm like, no, I need basketball. I need something to talk about. I'm tired of making <laughs> up top fives and other bullshit. So uh, it's good to, good to have basketball back on the screen. There you go. Good job. By, by the you, way, Tate. Sal, by yes. the way, Sal, I had, to, I had to talk to Tate. I had to, got to get away from my uh, from uh, Jim Cunningham. I don't even know. If I <laughs> his costume was his costume tape. Well, I don't know what that was. Yeah. That was freaky. Yeah. He, I think he smoked uh 36 and a half cigarettes oh. uh, during, yeah, during the party. Like, so that was always I'm, good. Uh, I'm still cleaning them off the porch. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get to the last yeah. one. Jim, Jim told me famously going into the party, he's there to network. First, I see him five minutes in, he smells like straight cigarettes and looks like he's lost oh. himself. I was like, yeah, he's working all right. <laughs> he asked me, he's like, you think Sal would be mad if I just smoked right here, which is right outside his house? I'm like, or in, in the backyard, I'm like, just yeah, look outside. Right, yeah. He's meeting the neighbors. The they were threatened. They were they were telling their kids to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> You're like uh, Harry's like uh, uh, Jim. Leave me alone. I gotta settle this thing with Tate and Titus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's gonna do it for another episode uh, of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs, the Degenerate Trifecta, and Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. You must be 21 or older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. You have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit C cpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 
800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. 